Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I'm the author of the film review website, Quipster.net. Thanks so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed the review that you're about to hear. If you do, I do encourage you to also go to my website where I do written reviews. You can go to Quipster.net, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net for all the details on that. Wonder Woman is today's film. It's an action fantasy, PG-13 rated for sequences of violence and action and some suggestive content. Two hours and 21 minutes is the runtime. Gal Gadot is the star. I keep calling her Godot like most other people do, but I've been told that Gadot is the actual pronunciation. Chris Pine, Connie Nielsen, Danny Houston, Robin Wright, David Thewlis, Elena Anaya, Lucy Davis, Ewan Bremer all fill out some of the supporting players. Patty Jenkins is the director and Alan Heinberg writes the screenplay. As critics have been quite unkind to prior films in the DC Extended Universe, also known as the DCEU, as I'll refer to it from here on out, they've lavished mostly praise for virtually all of Marvel's cinematic universe, the MCU releases, so some DC fans have been crying foul toward the critics. They accuse film critics en masse of having a Marvel bias, if not cashing checks directly from Disney for their loyalty. I think just about everyone now should breathe a sigh of relief because the DCEU includes Wonder Woman, which is a film that not only breaks the DCEU rotten streak, but also ranks among the better films in the licensed superhero genre to date. DCEU aficionados have been eagerly anticipating this release after the character's brief but very highly memorable debut in Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice, Her presence there gave a lumbering film the shot of adrenaline necessary to feel electric, even if only while she's on the screen. Wonder Woman's just as electric in her own solo feature, which is astonishingly her first release into theaters, despite being one of the most iconic heroes in all of comicdom. The first act of Wonder Woman starts with her origin, though her actual creation, Out of Clay, is merely referred to in the past tense, She's on the shrouded and magically hidden island paradise of Themyscira, where the Greek gods are real, and Diana is born and raised into the ways of the Amazons, who teach her honor and how to battle. All of their training is put to use when an American pilot and spy named Steve Trevor crashes his plane off of the island's coast with a boat of well-armed German soldiers following suit, who take to battling the Amazons to tragic results. Sickened by the violent ways of men, Diana is compelled to travel back to Europe in the throes of the Great War, complete with trademark magic lasso of truth, her indestructible bracelets, and a god-killer sword, hoping she can locate the god of war, Ares, and kill him to put an end to all war as we know it. Although this is a much lighter comic book film and tone than its other DCEU brethren, Wonder Woman runs quite some time before something resembling humor emerges, and even then there's a subtlety to the approach that's refreshing, mostly capitalizing on Diana's fish-out-of-water observations while she traverses the bustling city of London in her first time away from Themyscira. This is a far cry from the kind of obvious gags that permeate many of the Marvel films, and some will find the balance between the more grim DCEU entries and the tongue-in-cheek antics within the MCU to be just right for this particular property. Particularly refreshing is Wonder Woman's sense of time and of pacing. She spends a good deal of build-up on the island of Themyscira to establish the main character and her system of beliefs, and then the film turns into a 1910s period-piece war film that has action elements 
And that hasn't been seen very often, at least World War I anyway, in comic book films, other than, you know, contrasting it quite well with the World War II setting of Captain America First Avenger, including his belief in the black and white right and wrong in all things. He believed, he believed that his side is good in the face of abject evil, and that's something you see here in Wonder Woman as well. This means that the nature of the fighting and the gravitas of the stakes and the degree of the destruction are mostly conventional because of that World War I setting, and they don't really immediately threaten the entire planet, as so often is the main crux in many other superhero films of late. Wonder Woman's also blessed with a solid cast of character actors to support Gadot, and Gadot herself shouldn't silence most naysayers in her affecting and strong presence as Diana Prince. Chris Pine is also very effective as the sidekick and Diana's potential love interest. He banters well with Gadot in their early relationship and then comes into his own as someone who learns the noble ways of his newfound friend. Gadot really does have a great presence here as Wonder Woman, and she does give the Amazon goddess vibe in terms of her beauty and her statuesque qualities and her ability to emote without really saying a lot. Although, I do have to say that there is a high degree of CG and CG-enhanced shots of Wonder Woman in battle that occasionally make it pretty obvious that Gadot is not as skilled in fighting as the character is supposed to be. There's also this excess use of slow motion and a lot of action hero posturing, especially when Wonder Woman takes a flying leap in the air. That kind of superhero posturing, there's a higher quotient of that in Wonder Woman than in most recent superhero releases. The finale almost literally pits love in the form of Diana versus war in the form of Ares in this showdown on who will emerge victorious in helping out the human race. And while it's interesting on paper... The ending, at least the last third of this film, the execution does lumber with the kind of heavy-handedness that has marred other DCEU entries, and which Patty Jenkins had successfully avoided to that point. And part of this comes from the fact that the villains are fairly weak, and and altogether too cartoony compared to the rest of the theater of the war action, which tends to be a little bit more, I guess, somewhat realistic, at least compared to other comic book properties. Danny Houston here, he's the dastardly German General Ludendorff, and he's uh, jacked up by his facially disfigured gas weapons expert assistant, Dr. Isabel Maru, a.k.a. Dr. Poison, and she gives Ludendorff superpowered proportions, at least for a short period of time, which is really only there to give Diana someone formidable to battle as we get toward the climax. Nevertheless, despite my quibbles about the final third of this film, I do think that Wonder Woman, and I have to say, interestingly, the moniker of Wonder Woman is never used directly beyond the film's title. This is still a very entertaining, very skillfully presented superhero film that should give DCEU the momentum necessary to whet the appetite among fans for the upcoming Justice League film, even if it's only to see Wonder Woman, as well as her role in it, more so than the previously flavorless Superman and Ben Affleck's take on Batman. So along these lines, I would say Wonder Woman refreshingly serves as a standalone adventure. You don't have to see the other DC Universe films at all in order to enjoy Wonder Woman. It spins off from the events in Batman v Superman without the need to inject any direct setup to the universe at large. Just go out, go see it, because it's a smartly developed, engagingly directed, supercharged adrenaline ride, and just the kick that the DCEU needs in order to live up to the potential of their properties in the hearts and minds of their millions of fans. And this one's just good enough to garner a few million more fans 
for the franchise. So I'm giving Wonder Woman three and a half stars out of four. Three and a half stars on my scale means that I do think that Wonder Woman is a good superhero film. It's worth going out of your way to see if you like these kinds of movies. I know I enjoyed it. Even with my quibbles, I do think that this is a movie that I'll be revisiting time and again as the years roll by. Three and a half stars for Wonder Woman. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this review. If you want to hear more of my podcasting work, please check out the In Session Film podcast. I co-host the extra film segments of that show where we do a lot of independent foreign classics and smaller releases. So check that out if you want to hear more of that. Also, you can find all of my reviews in written form at my website, quipster.net, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net.